Good morning, family. It's so good to be with you today. Thanks for joining with us as we celebrate Jesus' resurrection again this week. Jesus is still alive, and so we are continuing to look at Jesus' interactions, his encounters with people as he makes himself known and present to them. And this is especially important uh, now that we have celebrated Easter, that that, that same presence that, that Jesus expressed and showed uh, so many of his disciples and various peoples throughout the Gospels is now all the more true uh, after the fact that he's risen from the dead. Today we're looking at one of those encounters that comes from John 20, verses 24 to 31, and it has to do with a very familiar guy um, named Thomas. And this is what it says. Now Thomas, who's also known as Didymus, one of the twelve, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. And so the other disciples told him, We have seen the Lord. But he said to them, Unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. A week later, his disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. And though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. And then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here. See my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And Thomas said to him, My Lord and my God, and then Jesus told him, Because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Jesus performed many other signs in the presence of his disciples, which are not recorded in this book, John says. But these have been written, that you may believe that Jesus is the Messiah, the Son of God, and that by believing you may have life in his name. Friends, the good news for us that we proclaim today is that to those of us who feel left out and left behind, who wish that we could have the same experience of Jesus that others seem to enjoy, Jesus wants you to know he has not forgotten about you. He lovingly accommodates your needs and even your greatest doubts. You don't need to live in fear of missing out on the resurrection life. Jesus is eager to show himself to you and will do so again and again, each time calling you to turn away from doubt to trust in him. And so let's confess with our mouths until we believe with our hearts, Jesus is our Lord and our God. Poor Thomas. My heart kind of goes out to him. We have no idea why, but he wasn't with the other disciples when Jesus appeared to them. And not only does he miss out on the climactic moment in all of human history, but when he expresses his skepticism that Jesus rose bodily from the dead, now his very name has become synonymous with doubting for all history. Friends, I don't think it's that Thomas is a doubter by nature. I think it's that he wants desperately to experience the same thing that the others did. Peter, John, Mary Magdalene at the gravesite, all the other disciples in the, in the room shortly after, all of them give the same testimony. We have seen the Lord. We saw him. That's how we know he's alive. And Thomas, he feels like the odd man out. 
like he's missed the boat on the greatest thing that has ever happened. Can you relate? One fear that dominates uh, people my age and, and even younger than me is uh, the fear of missing out. In fact, we have a, an acronym for it, FOMO. And I'm noticing that one of the, the fears that is haunting us during this time is the fear that we are missing out on life, that it's being stolen away from us, that it's slipping through our fingers. And sure, some of us do a better job of putting up a front so that others think that we're kind of living our best quarantine life now. And to, just to be perfectly honest with you, I may have muted some of those people on Facebook and Twitter this just this past week just because I, I couldn't take it anymore and I feel like my life is kind of being held together with duct tape and coffee. But the worst kind of FOMO is the spiritual kind. It's thinking that God is somehow revealing himself to others in ways that he's not or he's unwilling to do for you. That the resurrection life of Jesus is only available to the other 11 and you're the 12th man out. You got the short straw. Friends, if you've ever felt like this intimate relationship that other people seem to enjoy so effortlessly with God constantly slips through your fingers, you have a companion in Thomas. Can you, I mean, can you imagine how insufferable the disciples must have been for eight whole days? The inside jokes, the knowing glances, the high fives, the he's risen in deeds. Yeah, good one, Peter. See, when Thomas says, unless I see it for myself, he's really saying, well, yeah, maybe if I had the same experience that you had, then I would believe too. But maybe it's better not to get my hopes up than to be disappointed by missing out again. There's good news for Thomases like us who feel left out and left behind, who wish that we could have the same experience of Jesus that others seem to enjoy. Jesus has not forgotten about you. He lovingly accommodates your needs and even your greatest doubts. And so you don't need to live in fear of missing out on the resurrection life. Jesus is eager today to show himself to you and will do so again and again, each time calling you to turn from doubt, to trust in him. And so let's confess with our mouths until we believe with our hearts, Jesus is our Lord and our God. When Jesus does come uh, to Thomas and to the others, he turns to Thomas and he says, go ahead and put your finger here. See my hands, reach out your hand, put it into my side. And, and it's, it's easy for us to think that Jesus is somehow chastising Thomas for his lack of faith, but that's not what's happening. He's not using Thomas as a sermon illustration for others. He's accommodating Thomas's need for evidence that he's alive. He's saying to, to his friend, my dear friend, if this is what you need in order to put your trust in me, Thomas, then I'm willing. Go ahead. Touch me. You can have me. See, he's not calling Thomas out. He's calling out to him. He's saying, I haven't forgotten what you need, my friend. And this is the wonder of Jesus, family, that to the person who needs the most evidence, Jesus gives the most grace. To the one with the greatest doubts and needs goes the greatest gift. 
See, all of us have ways that we wish that God would accommodate us. And, and sometimes we speak those needs out boldly like Thomas, but so many other times they, they remain unspoken for this fear that if we ever did express them openly to ourselves or to God or to others, that, that we'd kind of get labeled a doubter like Thomas. We think that maybe if we spoke those things out loud that we'd sort of get labeled for, for all the bad things that, that's in our hearts, that somehow we'd kind of get cast from God's presence forever. That may be overly dramatic, but, but what's true is that each of us have ways that we long for Jesus to meet us, to reveal himself to us. And maybe we feel foolish for wanting Jesus to show himself to us in that way, or we feel selfish for asking him to sort of bend over backwards for us. But friends, Jesus knows that we're foolish and selfish. And yet... We also need to know that Jesus is eager to show himself to you. And he'll do so again and again. And each time he's going to call you to turn from doubt to trust. I love the fact that, that eight days later, Jesus comes to his disciples. And all of them, all 12 now, are in the same place that they were a week before. They're still behind locked doors. He doesn't come to them out in the markets or, or anywhere else. They're in the same room, Thomas and all. It's such good news for me because I often find myself in the same locked rooms, even after experiencing Jesus' presence leading me out. And so it's not just Thomas that needs Jesus' peace. The others who, who seem like they're living their best quarantine life now, they need him too, again and again. They need Jesus to call them out of their unbelief and fear and to call them to peace once more. And I love that Jesus doesn't give up on them. He doesn't give up on us either because he knows that we need multiple opportunities to see him in order to walk in belief. And so you haven't missed out on anything that Jesus wants to show you or say to you or do in you or do through you. He's available to you today. I love in this story that the, the person who seems like the least likely to experience Jesus' resurrection life, the one who is most stuck in their FOMO and feeling like the greatest thing in the world has passed him by, he's the one who gives the greatest declaration of who Jesus is. Others testify about Jesus. Thomas is the one who expresses his heart to Jesus. You are my Lord. You are my God. See, Jesus blows Thomas's expectations away. He doesn't just give Thomas what he's asked for. He gives Thomas himself. Friends, to those who feel left out and left behind, wishing that we could have the same experience of Jesus that others seem to have. Jesus hasn't forgotten about us. He lovingly accommodates our needs and even our greatest doubts, and so we don't need to live in fear that we're missing out on the resurrection life. Jesus is eager to show himself to us, and will do so again and again. He'll turn us away from doubt and to trust in him. And so let's confess with our mouths until we believe with our hearts that Jesus is our Lord and our God. One of the ways that Jesus has been doing that in me uh, just this week 
is that my birthday's coming up, uh, turning 40 years old. And uh, so I've been thinking in my mind about a particular gift for like the last month since we've been in quarantine that um, I wouldn't normally ask for something like this, but just with a house full of boys that are rambunctious and confrontational and, and messy, um, that I, I, more than anything, I want some noise canceling headphones. Can you relate? <laughs> Could I get an amen? And uh, I've been thinking about the, these headphones for weeks now. And I was, I was sitting down yesterday preparing for this message, just wishing that I had these headphones as my kids are running around um, just making noise and making messes, that I wish that I could kind of go into my little Jesus cocoon. And I was, in a sense, saying, Jesus, unless I get some peace and quiet, I will not believe that it's possible to experience your personal presence. Unless I can kind of go into this noise-canceling cocoon. I won't believe it's possible to see you, to hear from you, to meet with you. And I felt like Jesus was saying, why is it that you think that that's necessary? You're not missing out on my presence. I, in fact, I want to meet with you. I, I long for you to know me. And last night as I was praying and seeking God while I was writing this message, Friends, I saw the Lord. I felt him. I knew he was with me. And I, I, I felt him leading me out of my doubt, out of my unbelief, to experience his peace again. As you respond to this message, I, wanna, I want you to, to think about this for yourself and ask yourself, in what ways or circumstances do you feel like you've been left behind or locked out of Jesus' presence? What, what's causing you this fear of missing out on the risen Jesus? I want you to turn that lament into a prayer and confess your heart to him. And then secondly, in what ways do you want Jesus to reveal himself to you? It may seem selfish or foolish, but but. What ways would, would you want to, to know that he's real to you personally and specifically? Thomas wanted to see the wounds and he got more than he bargained for. What is it for you? Blessed are you when you believe that Jesus is alive and can meet with you even before you see. And so let's confess with our mouths until we believe in our hearts. Jesus is our Lord and God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that uh, you are real and with us, that you stand among us today, yet again, in our locked places, declaring your peace over our lives. You haven't forgotten about us. You come to us again and again. You do so lovingly and willingly to release us from where we live. Father, these fears that we're holding on to that somehow others get to see you, experience you, know you in ways that, that, that we never will, Father, would you come into those places right now? We offer them to you. And Lord, we, each of us have kind of secretly in our hearts ways that we want you to meet with us. Help us to know that you want that 
more than we ever could. And so we, we speak those even out loud or in our hearts to you. We name those ways that we want you to show, ourselves, show yourself to us. Would you be so kind and gracious to do that? Father, we want to believe in the name of Jesus so that in believing we might have life in his name. Grow our trust in you. Help us to turn from our doubt. We confess right now, Jesus, you are our Lord and our God. May we see you. Amen.